USA. It's the CHGO Cubs post-game podcast. Luke Stuckmeyer and Cody Del Mendo. We got a beer bat chug coming from Mr. Del Mendo in a minute. It's by the way, while, it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, as man. the kids say, since you've done one of those. I feel like it's been a couple weeks since you're, you've done a winning beer bat. There was one where you were off a day, then there was another like, and then there just haven't been when we're in studio. Mm-hmm. Wins. I know. I uh, if the Cubs on on the Cubs on the weekend haven't been great, but somehow, some way, they're only winning on the weekend. It feels like last week they got swept by the Angels, and then we were off on Friday. So, well, this was this was a nice win day. for them. Eleven yeah. to three over the first place Pirates. Uh, a nice win to start the homestand. Um, even I was willing to get through an hour-long rain delay to get a win here. Nice. They've cut into the lead a little bit. Now it's five and a half in the division behind the first-place Pirates. We said in the pregame show uh, to everybody that was in the chat, and hello to everybody that's joined the YouTube chat here for the postgame show, uh, make sure you hit the like button and make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. We'd appreciate that. Um, we were saying this is actually a big series and homestand for the Cubs because you have a chance to gain ground. You mm-hmm. can't just go like going 500 probably isn't good enough no. on the homestand. It's specifically against the Pirates. You need to make up some ground because they've given you the, – the Pirates and Brewers have given you multiple opportunities to gain ground, and the Cubs have flubbed that away. Like there's, there's been so many nights where the division has just said, all right, go ahead, pick up a game and the Cubs can't do it. But tonight, what a difference home runs make Cody. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. Two, three run homers. Otherwise you got six infield hits and I don't know what the score ends up being, but the difference in this is two, three run homers. Yeah. So Ian have to, in response to, Chicago legend Jack Sawinski uh, <laughs> hits a three-run jack in the f- bottom of the first inning, and it completely changes the momentum of the game. Because yeah. you know, after the top of the first, you're like, uh, Jamison Tyon, like he hasn't been great this year. Gives up the lead, like gives up the home run in the first inning. The Pirates already jumping out of the lead here. And the Cubs answer. You give them credit for that, and give credit to Ian Happ, who I have said so many times on this show that he has been awful with runners in scoring position this year. And in this instance, in that at bat, he was not, he hit a three run (laughs) Jack. There was a guy on second base. So technically runners were in scoring position. Um, You said as right before the pitch, look how much he's choking up on the bat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he really, he really was, he really did shorten the bat. Yeah. It was, I don't know like if he's been doing this lately, but I, I, it was like the first time that I noticed it was, I don't want to say it reminded me of Rizzo, but uh, like, what I was just but like say. he he would he had his hands like you could see the knob yeah. and like the bottom part of the bat. Oh yeah, like Rizzo used to choke and, up and like, like a little leaguer. Yeah, he Rizzo used to do that. Yeah. So like I, it was like the first time I noticed Hap do that. So if but if he had been doing it for the last handful of days or so, sorry for not paying attention. Um, but you know I agree hit, it looked different. Yeah, so him hitting that home run it really stole a little bit, bit of, a little bit of momentum. Um, obviously the pirates eventually they answer back. So you don't get the shutdown inning, but then Jameson Tyon actually like he got better as the game went on. Was he perfect? No, but it was his first quality start of the season. And listen, 
I'm I I feel like we we should see we we need to see better. Like he can't give up two homers. You know what I mean? Thank God they were solo. Like I guess I'm still wanting more. And I think considering like his contract and what we're paying him to be, I guess we should expect more. But I do like I said this on pregame. He has been better his last few starts, and so I feel like he was due for one of these. And again. He put out a solid performance in a game the Cubs need to win. It's not like he went out there and gave up six earned runs right, like Max right, right. Scherzer did tonight for the Mets while they continue to fall apart. You know what I mean? Like they he he came out there and gave you what you absolutely needed. And so because of that, the Cubs were able to, despite having a handful of chances to add on runs in the middle innings and failing to do so, uh, he kept them in the game. And even though he allowed the Pirates to tie the game with the second Sawinski homer, he still gave you six innings, three earned. I don't like if he gives you six innings every outing and three earned or less, like I on a consistent basis, if he starts doing this on a consistent basis, then you can't, there's not a lot to complain about the guy. So I hope this is a start of a really good stretch for him. And again, yeah, the Cubs offense, it really opened the, it really opened the floodgates in the seventh inning when, uh, they they just couldn't get any outs, and the, the Cubs had so many infield hits tonight. It was like it was like justice finally served after all the bad luck they've had for two months. So, and Morel it adding that three run shot at the end with the hilarious bat toss that I'm sure will not bother any Pirates old head. But uh, yeah, just a all around good win. Uh, I thought it was obviously it looked like it was going to be a lot closer, uh, but they you know. It, it, this is the most 2023 Cubs thing. Cause like sometimes it looks like this team doesn't know how to score runs. And then you'll have nights like this where the offense will just break out and like yeah. and score runs in bunches. So obviously they need to be more consistent on offense. And obviously you're not going to get six infield hits in a game, but that was it, the most Cub thing about the game. It was, but it was again, though, it was, you couldn't have asked for a better start to a homestand especially this homestand that means so much if they if they want to be playing meaningful games later in the season. They got to win these as many games as they can against the Pirates. They mean that much on getting back in this division race and even the wild card. I mean, they're five and a half back in the division and the wild card. Do I think they're going to be in the race in the wild card at the end of the year? No, because I eventually think the Phillies or the Mets or the Padres are going to finally start playing like they're supposed to play. But um, they're right. they're right there. You win the next two, and you're you're feeling really good, at least about the division. So it also helped that Milwaukee lost tonight too, and uh, you know blew, only the Reds blew won. a late lead. Yeah. So you know, again, celebrate tonight. I'm not. Come I'm back not to willing to go tomorrow. there with you yet. I'm, the optimism is not there for me yet. I'm but, not even saying that I'm like full on like optimistic. I'm just happy that they're taking advantage of the opportunity. You know how many times? Remember in May when yeah. every team in well, the division was awful. Like yeah. there was multiple losing streaks by every team in the division and the Cubs were just, they were playing along with it with them. Like this, this was like the first time it felt like all season where the Cubs took advantage of an opportunity given like in the schedule against a team that they need to beat, And hopefully that means tomorrow and the next day, like good results come too. like, I'm not bought back in on this team or anything, but I will give credit where credit is due. They won the, a game that they needed to win. Good win. Good win. Uh, uh, happy birthday to Becky in the chat. The Cubs won on her birthday in the live YouTube chat. Um, I am optimistic about this 
your bet, Chug, that's coming up. I'm optimistic that you haven't regressed. <laughs> it hasn't yeah. been so long that I'm worried that you've regressed. So I'm going to get the stopwatch well, ready. see if I can do this. For those before. that are listening to the podcast form of the podcast tomorrow on maybe on Spotify or Apple, make sure you hit the like button, give us the five-star reviews, all those things. What you're missing out on the live YouTube stream, which you can go back and look at it on YouTube, is a beautiful pour of a beer bag. Oh, my goodness. Of the full pocket pilsner from goose island from goose island cody's done a oh, beautiful baby. pour, I haven't and done this it looks in a while. like so far it looks like he hasn't missed a beat at all now james ward is calling for 12.2 seconds on this Ooh, beer bat right. chug that would be uh aggressive <laughs> that would be aggressive the record so, is 10.4 yeah but it's been a while it has been a while you're like so. a kid coming back from holiday break I had some. I had, plenty of, I had plenty of alcohol this weekend, though, so it's not like so you've had taste. some. Yeah, and and I have some full pocket pilsners at home, so I, I know what this stuff tastes like. All right, all right, you Are ready? You ready? <clears throat> now, I will start the stopwatch, uh, the official counter, as soon as I see the first bit of beer <laughs> hit Cody's lips. This, you know, I got, you know, I got to do. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. This, the dedication. This, excuse me. Beer bat is to uh, anyone who. Uh, you know, it's just been riding the roller coaster of this team all season because it's been freaking painful. But uh, tonight we get a little bit of an increase. So uh, we'll celebrate this one and then go back to war tomorrow. All right. Here we Yogi's go. calling for 9.5. All right, go. Woo. There it is. We're underway. Del Mendo's about halfway through the beer already. Already halfway through. He lost a drip down the beard. That doesn't count. We're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. He's real close. Boom. 1379. 1379. Did anybody have 13? Robert had 1325. Okay. And Rhonda had 13. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little rusty. <laughs> Even though I did burp, that in 13 gonna be, seconds. You're going to be burping the whole time now. Uh, well, it's, it's good to have the, uh, the chug back. Yeah. And it's good to have positive vibes, man, in the chat. Just for like, even if it is for just one night, it's just nice. It's nice to see some people not. Who is the closest here? Nick G was calling for 11 seconds. Jackson, 13. Matthew thought 16.9. Nathan, 15. I mean, Rhonda was real close. <laughs> wow. It kind of helped too because it's kind of warm in here in, du in studio. Dustin B. Combs chugged his in 14.34. Okay. So he was chugging along. That's one thing you could do if you want to. Uh, you should tweet if you took a video of it. If you anybody tweet it has us. a video of a beer bat chug that you're doing at home while Cody's doing it, maybe Cody's in the background and you're chugging against him. Make sure you tweet it out to us at. Uh, if that actually, if someone Cubs actually does CHO do that, sport, like that would be funny. I think it would be the most hilarious thing in the world. So, while I, that's what that's the next phase. That's yeah. phase two of the beer bat chug. We've got Cody <laughs> back to doing to do him that. on the show. That was phase one. <laughs> now what we need is Cody on someone's television in the background on YouTube doing a beer bug, beer bat chug, and then you're doing it in front of that with a stopwatch. <laughs> yes. I a chug it. off, if you will. Awesome. I, I, uh, I'm loving the vibes in the chat. Let's go. This well, is good hey. stuff. Uh, First of all, Nathan, hat, hats off to everybody that stayed. Anybody that oh, went yeah. to the game and stayed out in that rain and went and finished that ball game, hats <laughs> off to you and hats off to anybody in the live chat. We got 123 people and we're pushing almost 1130 at night. <laughs> James says Cody's chug is way faster 
Where did it go? The she uh Sarah, you're covering the comment. I'm sorry. Okay, there it is. Cody's chug is way faster when he's showing them nice thighs of his. He gets complacent when he chugs with pants on. <laughs> Not totally disappointed, but just a little. You see, that might be my favorite comment of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I think Studio B makes us look really short. The camera's real high. It shoots down on us. I feel like, uh, do we feel, check that out on the YouTube. Do we look real short? I, I do think that it points down on us a little points bit more. down on us a little bit. Yeah. We can't let Ryan in here. No. <laughs> we, we hope Ryan's going to join us what here. Is, what an unten unintentional Un shot. It was an unintended shot. Uh, <laughs> Ryan hopefully will be able, be able to join us from beautiful, historic Wrigley Field after he gets done in the locker room. Um, we're hoping he's going to have time to get out there. So, yeah, Hap chokes up, hits a home run. I saw Mark Silverman from Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 with a stat. Uh, tweeted out going into the game, which I thought was funny because in the pregame show, there was a lot of anger and confusion about the lineup, <laughs> about the right? Lineup, Everybody yeah. was talking about the lineup and mm -hmm. specifically the back half in the lineup, the bottom <laughs> part of the lineup where it was like, are we really trying to beat the first place team? Like what's going on? This doesn't seem serious. Yeah. And Sylvie tweeted out, let's see what he had here. The Cubs had a total of 23 home runs in their this season in their lineup tonight. And then they hit. They had four guys in their lineup who hadn't hit a home run all season long, and they got two three-run bombs tonight. Well, one of them came from a guy who didn't start, but. Yes, that is that is true. And <laughs> by the way, did I not call that? Like You did call it. As soon as he came up, I said, Zestrizny's not throwing strikes, and. Here comes Morrell licking his chops with the score eight to three, thinking I'm going to hobby swing at anything that comes across the plate. Sure enough, golfs went out. Looked like it was going to almost hit the building. I'm pretty sure it made the street, didn't it? It definitely went on to wave one. Yeah. And Joe Girardi said the wind was blowing in at that point. Still. Yeah. Uh, Fernando with a super chat. $1.99. Shout out to you, Fernando. Isn't it Wednesday yet? Did I miss the chug? Yes. If you just joined, you did miss the chug. So And in London, back. if Rachel's watching, it is already Wednesday. Yeah, true. That's true. I think uh, I saw a comment in there that said someone, I think uh, French Bulls TV, uh, he said that he's going to do it. He wants to do a chug in London. I would chug, love to see that along. video. I would love to see you do a chug in London, my friend. Uh, but Dustin yeah, no. says his wife agrees. We will record me chug along with Cody in the background vibes and make it happen. See, that's Hell what yeah. I'm talking about. That's that's, that's participation about. right Honestly, there. That, those are, those are immaculate vibes. Whenever your team is eight games under 500, you know I, what I mean? There's few things that I would like to see take off more than this. Yes. Yes. The, the chug along. The, the chug along. The video chug along. We will, I, we will definitely retweet every Beer bat chug that anyone tweets at us. <laughs> I want to see P. Will supporter do a chug along when when Madrigal hits his first home run. Oh yes, oh yes. When Madrigal finally hits that first Cubs home, when he takes one out, then to we're gonna that. all have the chug along. Yeah. Um, I will say the only thing about the start from Tyone, it, it was a we've set a low bar yeah. because things ha didn't start off very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, we expected big things coming in from the offseason. But his last three starts have all been better. None of them have been great. 
great starts. They've been, but fine. they've been five and two thirds, five and a third, six innings. I think all four runs or less. I think a four run, a three run, and a, maybe a one run. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've all they've all been better starts. If he could have avoided Jack Sawinski, he probably only gives up one run in this game. Yeah. Now I all I can say about Sawinski is he likes playing when he's back home. He does. He does love coming back to I mean, Chicago and playing here. When he even before he hit the first home run tonight, I said this guy, 14th rounder from Taft High School. I don't ever want the Cubs to just take a guy because they're from Chicago. Like I, I'm that doesn't make any sense to me. But <laughs> once you get to like the 13th round, why not? Well, what the heck? Why not? Because if you don't, this is what happens. Now, yeah. now you watch this guy shove it down your throat yep. in the division over and over and over. And you're like, man, this guy, this kid was literally playing in our backyard. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at Jameson Tyone's uh, game log. So even his last start, his last start, he gave up four earned. And right. But that, that was, was against the Angels. And honestly, five and a third or five and two thirds. It was a five and a third. Yeah. And Honestly, it should have only been two earned, but David Ross really pushed him out there because he didn't trust the bullpen. And tonight, it, I felt like maybe he pushed him again, um, especially after Swinsky hit the second homer. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what do you do now? I think he walked a guy after that, but then he gets the big double play started by Matt Mervis that was beautiful as it, after a playout, and it got him out of the inning and gave him a six-inning uh, star. So... Um, you know, the defense was great behind him tonight, and that was something that was not great against the Angels uh, in his last start. So defense picked him up a little bit. Obviously, like, to me, like, the home runs are the thing that that uh, bothered me the most with Tyone because he gave up two home runs in that game, mm-hmm. gave up two home runs tonight. He's given up he's given up two home runs and two other starts this season. So um, thankfully tonight they were solo shots, but, you know, that – Though that and the fact that he has really struggled against lefties this year, hitters over are hitting over 300. Like left-handed hitters are hitting well over 300 against him, slugging over 600, and having on base over 400. Well, that's a Hall of Fame player. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he has to be better against lefties. And the first few innings when he was out there going up against Sawinski and uh, Bay and um. Who's the other guy? Brian Reynolds. He Brian Reynolds Brian almost Reynolds. hit one out, but it stayed in. He got lucky on that one, uh, but he gave up a hit to him his second at bat. Um, you know, some of some of those lefties looked real good against him, and you know, like he, like I think that's the big thing for him moving forward is uh, keeping the ball in the ballpark and getting better against these left-handed hitters. So again, I just hope this start is a stepping stone. Again, Baby he's steps. gone five innings and. He's gone at least five innings in his last three starts. Finally went six innings tonight. Um, again, the bar is low, and we should expect more considering how much money he's making. Uh, but tonight, there's not a lot to complain about other than the home runs, but thank God that they were solo shots. That's 100% true. Uh, if you can limit that, if you can keep guys off base, he only walked a couple guys tonight. That's where you get into trouble. Yeah, When you start giving free bases to people and then the home run comes and then it's a really a problem. So yeah, he did avoid that Trevor in the chat. Uh, I was getting to this next, but I saw you reminded me also in the chat. He said, 
Can we talk about the fact that Nico Horner probably played with what has to be busted fingers? Here's what I want to say. Please stop bunting. <laughs> Please. Yes. Like, listen, I'm I'm okay with trying to steal all the bases you want with the new rules. And the Pirates have turned it into a mm. winning formula. They've, they've stolen a lot of bases this season, the most in the National League. What I don't want to see is the Cubs bunting. I, almost ever. Yep. If it's a playoff game and you're trying to get across the last run and it's a walk-off deal, if you can push it across, I don't like giving up free outs. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're too important and too many funny things can happen in baseball. Um, on the base paths, whatever's going, I don't like bunting. <laughs> Nico Horner squares around a bunt, can't get the bat out of the way, and it drills him right in the fingers. I don't know how he doesn't have a broken finger. And and by the way, if you lose Nico Horner, we're in big trouble. Oh, yeah. You, if you, they miss any time from Swanson or significant, Over. more significant time from, Over. From, from Horner, yeah, they're done. But he wasn't the only one bunting. We had multiple guys out there. Barnhart tried to bunt in the fifth inning. I don't think he eventually bunted. I don't think he could get the bunt down. But that one, I was like, what? Please stop. And the Master Boney tried it in the sixth inning on a squeeze play, right? Wasn't that Master Boney was the squeeze? I don't love that either, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't get the bunt down. Yeah, we haven't talked about that inning because that, even though the Cubs scored a run that inning, it, they should have had more. Yes. Um, so Mervis had the big go-ahead hit, right? The RBI hit. Uh, and, then Matt, and then Master Boney came up, I believe. and. I'm going to assume David Ross had the bunt sign on, and that is why he did it. And it just wasn't a good bunt. I mean, it was actually surprising that the guy just didn't catch the ball. Yeah. Um, and so that leads to a force out at second, and then Magical comes up and uh, shoots an opposite field ground ball, uh, whatever. Uh, and it, of course, it hits Mastermony. Like, I, I was just. <laughs> Honestly, all I could do in the moment was just kind of laugh because it's just like that describes this team and that describes Master Boney's season to this point. And like when you see the replay, it's like, man, he could have avoided that. But like, I'm not it's not I'm not the guy on first base. Like, I, I don't I don't know. Like. He's a major leaguer, like he's got to know to try to avoid that ball. Like, I, I don't all I know is that it didn't end up hurting him. So it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But. That inning alone described Miles Mastroboni's like season to this point, like in 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 grand scheme. And I'm someone who has wanted to give him more of a chance. I've looked like I I I've, I've tried to, you know, I don't want really to say I'm not even really talking myself into him. It's more of like I just think he, <laughs> I think he can be a good bench player. It's not like he. Yeah. It's not like I think he should be playing every day. I don't think him or Magical should be playing every day. They need a better third baseman. That's what I think. Um, but given the circumstances, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you have, if you're gonna put them both in the lineup, like whatever. That's why people don't like the lineup mainly is because the bottom three, you know, that that scenario just kind of summed up the entire season for me. And like, thank God tonight was like one of the few times where it just didn't come back, come back to haunt them because like when they didn't score that inning, I just felt like the pirates were going to come back and at least tie it. 
and they didn't. So credit to the bullpen because I believe Merriweather came in and uh, got two quick outs, allowed an infield hit, and then hit someone hit a liner into Nico Horner's glove, and he made a great play. Got him out of the inning. Cubs come up. They score five runs. So it didn't end up hurting them, but that was just a weird inning. But I agree, like, bunting – it's the I've I've came to the no. conclusion that the only time that I actually like bunting is in extra innings because you got yes. a guy on second base to start the yes. inning. Now. That's the only time I can think of where I actually like bunting. And and you're the home team. Yes. <laughs> really, yes. to be honest with I you. I get a tie game in extra innings and you're the home team. That's and it, like that's the only time that I can think I, of bunting being a good idea. I don't understand Nico Horner bunting. I, I don't know yeah. if that's something he did on his own, but it just doesn't make sense. He's one of your better hitters. He's the guy near the top of the lineup. Why would you be bunting that early in the game? Yeah. And then when he almost breaks his fingers trying to do it, they still attempted bunting two more times in the game. And I get that Barnhart and Masterboni are not guys who are big weapons offensively, and you're just trying to create a little something i just don't like giving outs away yeah i just i i don't but the nico one is the one that really bothered me the most oh my god people supporter he is going at me about this master bony thing he's master he's saying that i said master bony was an all-star when did i ever say that i never said <laughs> no, that master yeah. was an all-star it, it wasn't it wasn't happening <laughs> who's doing the beer bad chugs here come on now uh Go off, man. I, Magical, I saw, he hit a he hit a ball to that that would have gone the outfield tonight. Congratulations. I saw P. Will supporters saying something about he gives you two hits every night he's in the lineup. No, I he believe, doesn't. I believe he had two hits since he's been called up coming into the game. I'll, I gave but, Magical credit for this. When he came back from Iowa, he walked in consecutive games. There you go. I gave him credit for that because I want to see more of that. You want to you want to hit you want to hit ground nothing but ground balls 69% of the time. If you if you can walk and do that, okay. Fine. I'll find a way to get up for you. That but th that's the only thing that he's done that has that, that has impressed me. All he has continued to do since he's got back from Iowa is hit nothing but ground balls. He so, says he was just messing with you. I know. Uh, get you fired up, Madrigal. I know. Let me tell you what I get fired up about. Watching Cody Del Mendo take down a beer bat chug in less than 14 seconds. Did it again tonight. What was it again? 13? 13 seconds, according to sources. Just wanted to make sure that can was empty and there wasn't. There you can I hear have it. integrity, you Luke. Can, Come on, can, man. Why you would you even check? Even on the podcast form, you can hear that that is an empty <laughs> tin can of I, pocket pills. I have integrity. I can't believe you even checked. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO. Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster includes the Goose IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, the Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 Wheat Ale, and Cody's favorite, the Full Pocket Pilsner. Perfect oh. for the beer bat. Goes down smooth. He used to do the 312. He still likes the 312, but the Pocket Pilsner has been the uh, choice of late. Grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And while you're taking down a few Goose Islands, make sure you get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between from FOCO. It's springtime and baseball season is in full swing. 
Summer's almost here. The Aloha shirts are out, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. I think it's going to be, uh, they're saying like 85 this weekend when the Orioles are in town. We have some beautiful new set decorations for you that you'll see on many of our shows when we're in studio, including the Hayden Wesneski bobblehead, which I don't believe we have back here tonight. No, I just put the, uh, the two World Series champions behind us. But it's a beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you check out foco.com. Click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. You get a lot of good stuff, a lot of unique items. Uh, who was the pitcher? Was it, uh, wasn't Swarmer last year? It was Swarmer. Oh, it was, it was Swarmer. Matt Swarmer. That's Swarmer. What was your favorite way. part of the Matt Swarmer era? I wonder if we could still get that bobblehead. When he had call the guys at Focus. His major league debut. Have any extras? Are there any left? Against the Cardinals. That'd be insane if they did. Actually, they probably should. They should just send us one. Man, we could, I definitely would put Dude, it in the I, set. They should send us like five of them. I'll take one home. Like I'll put it, I'll put it on. I'll, I'll put, take one home. I'll, I'll put it like in my apartment. Oh, nice! Somewhere. You'll take it home. Make it yours. No, they should send us all like one. Oh. Wouldn't you want a collector's item? I mean, it would be get an autograph. <laughs> you know, uh, place for the Braves organization. Craig Brindle with the update from the minor leagues. He said DJ Hers and PCA had a good night for the Smokies. There you go. Speaking of minor league baseball cody bellinger i believe was 0 for 4 at one point i don't know if that's how he finished but playing at iowa and playing first base so david ross was asked about that pregame i don't know if sarah can hear us but if sarah has the soundbite let's pause for a second here david ross talking about cody bellinger at iowa playing first base tonight there's a number of thoughts there just uh probably easier on the knee from from everything that um he's done up to this point the only thing that has bothered the knee is just the all-out sprint the extension within that and you know also you know talking swing the bat really well and, and held down center field pretty well so just trying to find um the best lineup when whenever belly gets back and, and having him he's pretty darn good at first base and has been and just having another option up there makes some sense. So you do see him potentially playing first base when he comes back? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're not at first base reduction and hasn't been one of our strengths so far this year. So gotta get somebody going with it. Oh, so David Ross, you know, actually coming out there at the end and saying, you know, first base has been a problem. Mm-hmm. It's been a problem. Uh, I'm not happy. I'll tell you why. Uh, for who you got, Matt Mervis got a hit, and then they pulled him out of there for Mancini with the bases loaded. Come on, who you got was on the line. It was on the line. You were pissed. It was on the line. Ross <laughs> should they, be suspended for they, that move. And they brought he brought in Mancini. Was, Mancini, Mancini struck was out like, on like swing, three. swing, swing. <laughs> he struck out like three pitches. Uh, and Mervis could have done that, but uh, I think Joe Girardi said what a lot of Cubs fans were probably thinking going into this game is. You know, Mervis is sitting there and he hasn't had the success that he's wanted to have. Um, I don't I don't think it means he's not going to be a good player someday. It's just that's the way it is sometimes when guys come up for the first time. He's come up, he struggled with the bat a little bit, he struggled defensively a couple of times, but he overall I think he's been okay at first base. Mm-hmm. Bellinger's a, a really good defensive player. I think it's a great idea for all of the reasons David Ross said, trying him out here at first base when he comes back. Number one, it'll ease him back from the injury. He wants to get back. The Cubs need him back. Mm-hmm. Talkman has played ser- serviceable, if not good, center field. 
And so it could lead to a better lineup, and you still could have Mervis get his at-bats if you want as the DH. So it doesn't mean Mervis isn't going to play. It just means he might not be playing first base every night. Yeah. So probably be more DH. I I think if you end up having if you end up deciding the move is that you're going to trade Cody Bellinger at the deadline, only showing a team that he can play first base as well as center field, even though he's people have seen him do it before with the Dodgers, it only increases the value. The other thing that increases his value is keeping that knee healthy. Yeah. And if this is the big one for me, if he shows you that he's an elite first baseman and that the bat comes back and he's 27 years old, I don't let him out of here. I don't care what I'm getting back for him. I'm, I'm keeping him here because PCA likely is the future at center field, but he's a prospect. He's a, a great prospect, but he's a prospect. Brennan Davis was the top prospect in the organization. He's having a tough year right now. He had a tough year last year. Adding good players is never a bad idea. And if that means PCA and Bellinger are both in the outfield and somebody else is DHing, whether it be Hap or Saya in the future, that's okay. If that means somebody gets traded, that is okay. If it means he plays first base and Mervis is just a, a DH for a while, that's okay. If it means Mervis has to go back to Iowa for a little bit, that's okay too. I like the idea. If, if you can find lightning in a bottle and help Cody Bellinger find his form like he had it at the beginning of the season, I think he's too valuable to let go. I would try to extend it as much as I would try to extend Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, I, it's not like Cody Bellinger's never played first before. He he's played a good first base for the for the Dodgers in the past, right? So I'm um, I'm not worried about what he's gonna be over there. Obviously, you'd rather have him in center field because he's proven to be a gold glove center fielder, but with the knee issue and everything, I'm like I don't it's not even that I fully expect that they're gonna play him at first the entire no. time when he gets back. It's more of like maybe center field a few days a week and first base the rest of the week. Or maybe whatever. it's first base and DH for a while until he feels good. Right. Depending on how well Talkman's playing, I, sure. Yeah, as long as Talkman continues to give really good quality at bats, because like even when he does make an out, he's still making the pitcher throw pitches. Like He's working walks, he's getting hits, he's making things happen, and he's playing a very serviceable center field you know what i mean so like i can't complain about letting or i can't complain about continuing to ride this streak of talkman whenever bellinger comes back and we don't, i don't know when bellinger's coming back i would have guessed that bellinger is going to be back by the weekend because the cubs need him i if he's gonna if the, if he's good or if he's healthy enough to where they can send him to iowa to get at bats mm -hmm. i'd expect him here by the weekend i i hope he's here by the weekend all right um, Me too, because, you know, it started off as it was just day to day. Right. And then it turned into a month, a month. <laughs> and it's been a bad month without him. Yeah. So they need him back. And so, you know, sure. Yeah. Play him at first a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it increases the quote unquote trade value. If, you know, he shows he can, I, teams know he can play first base. So I don't really necessarily buy any of that. But I do buy in the fact that with the knee injury that he had, like, now to go back and have to play center field and play it at the level that he was playing, I don't expect him to be able to do that right away. So I think if you can 
play him at first and uh, get that bat back in the lineup. Mm -hmm. It's huge for this team. So that's why winning it, winning these next two games ideally would be even better. That way, if they do that, go and go into the weekend with Bellinger coming back, perhaps like you know we're we'll be feeling good going into the weekend. And like again, the, this team needs to get on a roll, man. And I think they can do it with Bellinger getting back. I don't think he's the you know the sole reason this team is has you know suffered or just been downright bad the last month and a half or whatever but I do think his presence not only offensively but defensively as well in some aspects has been missed but more so offensively but just the presence alone in the lineup he was he he was a big part of the offense before he went down so they they definitely need the bat back and they need him to give quality of bats whether it's uh, working walks, working walks, extra base hits, hitting the ball out of the ballpark, all of that. He was doing all that in April, man. They need that. They need it back soon. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, as far as the extension thing, I've always thought this because, like, I've, I've been told, I've been, I've been force fed by the Cubs <laughs> themselves that that this is not a rebuild. That this is well, you it's know, a rebuild. <laughs> I've been lied to you. <laughs> I have been force fed by them that that this isn't going to be like the last rebuild. In, in other words, you know what I mean. And that took four or five years, right? If if they want to be real contenders in 2024, which you know they have a young nucleus of players on top of better prospects coming up next season, like PCA, like other guys that we haven't even mentioned um, on top of, you know, maybe making a major trade this offseason or maybe, you know, signing Matt Chapman. I don't know. All I'm saying is that this team should be significantly better next year and should be in even better position to actually win this division or just make the playoffs without us having to sit here and talk ourselves into, oh, if this happens and if this happens and if this happens, they can do it. They that that is what they have sold to us that this team would be be ready to really compete for a playoff spot and make a playoff run starting in 2024. That is what they have sold to us since the trade deadline of 2021. So, if they're serious about that, if they're not just feeding us bullshit, then yeah, I've always been about keeping Stroman and keeping Bellinger the moment they sign Bellinger. You know what I mean? If if he performed the way that we hoped that he would. And for a month, he did. And then, unfortunately, an injury happened. And the injury, it's not even like uh, like he made an incredible catch. I'm not going to fault the guy for that. No. So, he's Again, like they, a lot of things have to happen still for, for him and Stroh to stay on this team, I think. But right now is the time. This is their last, quote-unquote, stand to, like, get back in this playoff race as far as the division at least, and force the Cubs in a way to add to this team at the end of July. I've noticed that in the live chat, James Ward has said, Cody talks mainly with his hands. Luke talks like he has no hands. Listen, a <laughs> Jedi doesn't need to use his hands. This is the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> this is the YouTube show you're looking for. Yes. You'll give it five stars. Five stars. You'll give it a thumbs up. You'll give it a positive review. See that? 
Did you see all the likes that just popped on the screen right there? Yeah, I see them all. See them all going up? How many do we have? I can't uh, see them. I can't see them because we're... Oh, let me look here. We're, on a, we're no, using a different tell. platform. Yeah, we're using a different tonight. platform tonight. Sorry. <laughs> well, please uh, hit the like button while you're there. Um, so the all-star voting came out two days ago, Sunday night, Monday morning. The first set of all-star votes. The Cubs have Dan Dansby Swanson sitting fifth at shortstop. Trey Mancini, fifth at first base. <laughs> fifth? Fifth at first base. <laughs> Christopher Morrell, fifth at DH. Nico Horner's eighth at second base. Cody Bellinger, eighth in the outfield. Saya is 10th in the outfield. Two things. Trey Mancini, fifth at first base. He's not having that season right now, guys. And Nico Horner at eighth. Cubs fans need to get back to the way it used to be. When I'd go to Wrigley Field and you get, you'd line up the punch hole cards like 25 deep and you'd take a really sharp number two pencil and start jabbing it through for every Cubs player. How can Nico Horner be eighth at second base? Yeah. Well, in the National League. To be honest, like, there's a lot of good second basemen. There but are, but he is not. He shouldn't be eighth. He he's not be eighth. And Heaven bless the people that put Trey Mancini up to number five. Like, <laughs> is no like what's going on? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, no, I the voting I is don't just like silly. Sometimes I've sat in here and I I've sat in the studio and I've said, you know, Nico Horner's gonna be an all star one day. You know, his April was an unreal. He hit like three fifty in April. He looked he looked like he was headed straight to the straight straight to the all star game in Seattle. Uh, but he 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 has struggled since may 1st so but i do think the defense has been good enough to be gold glove worthy and i do think that you know he's worthy of being an all-star one day you know what i mean so <laughs> whatever you want my real thoughts like i don't really care if any cubs go to the all-star game i never really have because i'd rather them go home and rest and then let's go win a freaking division. yeah i mean stroman's going to go to the all-star game stroman will go i do think that swanson has a good shot still he leads all nl shortstops in war if he so, hasn't like, been traded be yet there. stroman will be at the all-star game in a cubs uniform yeah and i you know maybe morell has a good shot too he's a he's a very fun player i honestly would love to see morell in the derby but uh he would be a fun guy in the derby i don't know if they'd have him like would you rather see Morell or Wisdom? I'd rather see Morell. I'd rather see Morell at the just Derby. for the just for the vibes because you have so much fun. Yeah, I told. I mean, I knew he was going to hit that home run tonight, and the bat throw was just someone's <laughs> getting hit by a pitch tomorrow. Oh, overhand throw at the dugout, and then he did his little skip toe tap <laughs> thing as he goes around third base. I mean, I love someone's it. I love hit. it. I know. I know. I'm old, and I shouldn't, but I I love that stuff. And I I think if you throw it at somebody tomorrow, you're you're crazy it's just like yeah. just grow everybody grow up it's just a game they're having some fun he was giving a little something to the fans that stuck it out through a four-hour game with a hour-long rain delay so, you know clint hurdle would have absolutely hated that though. oh <laughs> would he ever he probably would have gone out and tried to tackle him at third base <laughs> yeah so anyway yeah uh, i do think nico should be higher on the list in terms of you know votes i guess so go vote for nico i i do think that voting at the ballpark like like we like it used to be like how you said like you put the you do the like the actual voting there right yeah i do think that that is missed and they should still do that ah, it was fun does everything yeah. have to be digital 
Come on. Because I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not it. motivated to go and vote no. for anyone. I'm just not because I just don't care. So it's a fun thing to do during a three hour game. Poke yeah. The holes and you just vote for all the Cubs. Kill 40 or 50 trees with <laughs> punching holes. Yeah. Um, the Combat Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve help manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yeah, Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. That's interesting, Cody. How does it work? An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually to last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a, rep a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will start will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait, Luke. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. I didn't have time to write that down, Cody. Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? Yes, Luke. Schedule it today. Well, that was that was that better. was that was a good one. That was that good. was a good one. Maybe we switch, switch it, it up, up switch it up more often. <laughs> Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part is about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in the lake, off a cliff, anything. Even while you're doing a beer bat chug, they'll replace them. And even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seem just as good as any expensive pair I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree over 200,000 five-star reviews. And Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed. They've donated now over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anybody has a problem, they throw profit out the window. They'll just do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns, free exchanges. Either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it, exclusively for our listeners Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season right now with summer on the way. Use the code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. I've got one I use strictly for fishing and sports. Now I've got another pair coming, a little more vibes. Ooh. A little more based on vibes. I will debut them as soon as they arrive in the mail. I hope I see Stucky starting to light up his Instagram or something with the vibes that you're explaining. Yeah. Here. Well, you saw the one I put out. That's the one I borrowed yours. 
those don't quite fit the personality. I've got something a little more reserved than that, but still pretty electric, I will say. Pretty electric. Uh, uh, this Brian is the, Herrera is here. He is. He is. There he is. There he is. CHGO gear. He's got the hoodie oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah, right there. Well, Ryan, at least after uh, an hour plus rain delay, at least the Cubs hit some home runs and made the game exciting enough to watch because six, I was, I was telling Cody, six infield hits isn't going to get it done. The difference in this is they finally hit some home runs. You hit home runs, you score runs, you score runs, you win games. Yeah. Um, well, one, Luke, did you call me short? No. Uh, this is what I what I'm seeing in the chat. You called me short, as if you're no. like six foot five. It was, it was an unintentional. Five. I said <laughs> this angle on this camera, it, the camera's up real high, and yeah. somebody in the chat said I look like I'd be five foot two if I stood up right now. And I said, yeah, like I do feel like we we all look short in this. And I said Ryan's not here tonight, and it was taken as Ryan is short. But the words yeah, Ryan is like short were never out of my mouth. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll factual, move past it. but that's not. We'll, we'll move past it. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, our <laughs> 10 minute rain delay, but um, you know, bats came alive. Like Ian had that first inning, you know, uh, was Swinsky hits the home run that inning, takes a quick lead. And um, not that Tyone can't get past a one run lead, right? But it's like, okay, like he's had his ups and downs this year. It would obviously be do the Cubs well to get him some runs back and support, let him mm-hmm. kind of settle back into the game. Hap comes in with a three-run home run. Um, like, that that was huge in itself. Mervis, the go-ahead run later in the game. Morrell coming in in the bottom of the – was it – or coming, came in in the top of the eighth, but he had that three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, just a, a, a good day from the bats. I mean, there was a bunch of, like, infield hits too, but there was a lot of hard contact. I just felt like every time – they hit like some of the balls that they were like hitting that, that were outs were pretty hard hit. Like Suzuki had that one. I think that was in the first inning, a line drive right to Swinsky in center field. Right. So um, the bats woke up today, obviously a big day for them. 11 runs backed up Tyone and, you know, Tyone got his first quality start of the season actually, but yeah, the, the it's like nights like these, especially after a rain delay, you know, it's late at night. They just got back off a road trip and they did have the day off. So that's, that helps. But, um, you know, just to come in and put up a bunch of runs over for us, make the game, make the game watchable, like you said, but, uh, you know, put up a bunch of runs and, and get a, get a win to start the homestand. Like that's, there's still eight games back. Right. But that's like a good first step to or eight games behind, below 500, but that's a good first step as far as kind of getting that offense back on the right track. Um, we saw Hap come out of the game. There's multiple times where he was grabbing his calf, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Is there an update for him after the ball game, or is it more of a we'll see, we'll wait and see tomorrow? Hap and, and Horner, because I still don't know how Horner wouldn't have broken his fingers on that <laughs> front. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Horner stayed in the in the game, yeah. so he, he seems to be fine. But, yeah, like I, I saw that and, like, cringed a little bit myself because that looked like it hurt so bad. But, you know, obviously a lot tougher than I am. Uh, as far as Hap goes, um, you know, David Ross said that the calf kind of grabbed on him a little bit right there, and that's why they pulled him out. So Morell replaced him in, uh, in left field. Um, he said that he talked to to Hap. Hap doesn't seem too concerned about it, um, but they're going to kind of see. He, Ross said it, it, it was a little tight, 
so they're going to see kind of, yeah, like, like you said, Cody, just kind of wait and see how he feels tomorrow. You know, they got a night game tomorrow, so they got kind of all day to, to, you know, well, for one, let the adrenaline of the game kind of wear off and see how he is feeling tomorrow, but then all day to kind of give him the treatment and stuff like that. So, yeah, we won't know his status, obviously, until tomorrow. But, uh, well, Ross said Hap didn't seem too concerned about it, but we'll just kind of see where he's at when he gets to, uh, to Wrigley tomorrow. Okay. Earlier in the uh, podcast, we ran the clip you ran uh, or tweeted out pregame about David Ross talking about Bellinger at first base in Iowa. Um, how do you? Th- I'm I'm curious just what you think of how that impacts a young player because Joe Girardi brought it up. He said, you know, you got a guy over there at Mervis, and it's not like he doesn't know. He's not hearing the same report about Cody Bellinger, and and maybe you try to do more, but. He had he had a nice base hit. It put the Cubs ahead. Of, I guess it ended up being the game winning hit. But you know that's that's a difficult thing for him to see. Was do you think anything like that would impact Matt Mervis? Just as just from what you've been around him. Um. No, I mean no, no. As in, like I think he still understands he has a job to do. And you know, Mervis. To be fair, like the results haven't been good but he does have some of those underlying numbers. I know like uh, a friend of the program, Michael Cerami tweeted out some of his numbers from the underlying stuff that tells you some of those results should be better. Um, so I, I think Mervin, you know, professional, it, he's, he's a professional ball player. He understands what comes to the job and when the results aren't there, sometimes things need to get shaken up a little bit. Uh, I don't think Mervis, it'll affect Mervis as much. Like he, Playing time, it obviously would. Like, if Cody Bellinger comes up to play first base, like, they're going to have to find other spots to put Mervis, whether that's inserting him at first base when Bellinger maybe moves around or gets a day off, having Mervis hit DH. Um, but I don't think Bellinger, if he, if he were to come, I, I'm still not, like, I don't think that's the expectation. I think it, it's a possibility, and that's kind of what I tweeted out, was that it's there's potential for it that Bellinger comes up and plays first base. I don't. I wouldn't say that's the, that's the expectation right now, but even if it, if that's what happens when he comes up, I don't think Mervis – I don't think it will affect Mervis too much. I think he's – again, he's a professional. He understands what his job is, and um, I think it's just part of that going through the rookie first time up kind of ups and downs. And He's a good hitter. I think he will do what he has to do to kind of get out or to make the results kind of stick, right? Maybe part of that's just – getting more balls to find the outfield grass or seeing some of these hard hit balls just land rather than going right in someone's glove. Yeah. I, I, that's something that obviously would have to talk to Mervis about when or if that happens. And if it does um, maybe get a little more insight from, from how he's thinking about it, how he's kind of, how he's kind of approaching, not losing the first base job, but mm-hmm. obviously giving some of that time up to Bellinger. I, I personally think that like, Mervis is still going to get the same amount of at bats when Bellinger gets back because they they need Mervis in the lineup. They I, need the left-handed power, and like and like Ryan said, like I think he's still hitting the at bats. Yeah, I he's do. still hitting the ball hard. Yeah, the strikeouts have been a little high, whatever. But like, I just feel like he he deserves a very long run at it, and you you just like you don't really have a better DH possibility after that, except for Mancini. And honestly, I'd rather see Mancini face lefties and that's it. Um, I mean, they had Master Boney in the DH spot tonight. 
Like I know. <laughs> like I, I'm just saying. Like I think Mervis will, if he again he. I don't think Bellinger will be playing first base every day when he gets back, but if he plays a little, then I expect Mervis to be DHing in a lot of those games. Since Thursday night, they've had a couple lineups that has have have set off Twitter, like people mm-hmm. just firing off, and they've won all three games. The three that I can remember specifically, they have won those games, which is just the way baseball is. That's the yeah. funny thing about... I don't think any of them had... Master Boney, Madrigal, and Barnhart in them all back-to-back. But, listen, Barnhart had two hits tonight, all right? I ain't going to complain about Barnhart. Sure and, he, and, he, and he threw someone out. So, Madrigal I mean, had two I, hits, too. Yeah. And Master Boney, you know, the bunt wasn't great. And, no, uh, please, everybody and, and stopped bunting. And then, and then uh, getting, you know, the ball hitting him or whatever, that was unfortunate. But he did hit a fly ball that unfortunately went to a glove. Whatever. I don't know. He's probably the only one who didn't have a good game tonight at all. So, Ryan, do we know who's starting for the Pirates tomorrow? I, it was supposed to be Rich Hill, but then on the broadcast, they were saying the Pirates hadn't announced a starter. Uh, I mean, I don't know that anything's changed. You haven't if seen it was supposed to be anything? Rich Hill. No, I haven't. I haven't heard any update. Was there like a specific reason that was given for that? Cause- no, I, I had just everywhere I had seen, I had saw a smiley against Rich Hill in the broadcast. They said, well, the pirates haven't announced their starters for the rest of the series. And I thought, well, that's weird. Everywhere I've looked, it says Rich Hill. So I'll be curious to see if Rich yeah. Hill's pitching tomorrow. Well, he's not, it's not uh, it's, it's listed as TBD now. So I, I didn't okay. really check it earlier. So I don't know if he was supposed to be on interesting. There, but... Yeah. All right. Any mm-hmm. other, any other nuggets from out there? Uh, what are we at? Uh, yeah, it's it's twelve oh six. Any other nuggets from Wrigley Field before we all go home? Um, well, I think before we get into who you got, I'm just, it's funny how you're trying to kind of sneak over that one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I, we talked. We actually talked to Mike Talkman earlier, um, and just well, Ross said before the game, and eh, I know people talk. Talkman's been fine, like right, like we've talked about that he's been fine in place of Cody Bellinger. Mm-hmm. I've seen people kind of talk about how Bellinger needs to be in center field and, and, you know, whatever the, the, the discourse is there because of his, you know, how good his glove is. I think Talkman's been fine. You know, he let off again today. I think the last three games now he's let off. Um, and David Ross talked about like, just liking, just liking Talkman's at bats, right? Like liking just how he approaches the game and you see the on base percentage, I think is over 400 now for him this season. Um, and he's not, you know, he's not a rookie or anything, but, uh, the, the, I guess the way he approaches his at bats, he takes a lot of walks, doesn't strike out too much, and that's kind of what kind of we've talked about is like the proto, the traditional prototypical leadoff hitter, and he's kind of doing that. And I know it's not even at 100 plate appearances, but um, he seems to be earning David Ross's trust. We talked to Talkman after the game, and you know he kind of said that like he the whole Bellinger thing, it, uh, it doesn't matter to him what his role is. Like he's happy to be up here helping the team in whatever way they ask him. Um, but obviously it's, he, you know, he said it's nice to kind of be earning that trust. Uh, but I think that all just kind of plays into when Bellinger's back. I don't see Mike Talkman going down. I don't see him going back to triple a as just more, you know, triple a outfield depth. I think he's done enough with the bat or, you know, with his plate approach and defensively in center field filling in that I think we can see him, stick around even if Bellinger does come up and, and takes over center field again 
Like I think Talkman's kind of earned his spot on the major league roster until he kind of proves otherwise. Uh, all right. Who you got? Well, it's an interesting one tonight. Um, it's not. Cody had Barnhart. Barnsey had a couple of hits. Boney got on base. And he Brendan. scored a run. Okay. Corey had Talkman. I had Mervis, who had one hit and got pulled, but he did have what turned out to be the game-winning RBI. Ryan had Hap, the three-run homer, a walk, and an RBI by getting plunked on the He's, foot. He scored four um, times today. I, I, <laughs> come on. I, I will. I, I think Hap won. You think? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, I think. What about Barnard? when you have the, no when you have the game when you have the game-winning hit when the game is tied and you end up actually pushing across the win with your hit? I think you have something to say. But yeah. when the bases were loaded and they pulled, David Ross should be suspended for his move. <laughs> He should be suspended right now for his move, and I would like you to go into the clubhouse was, tomorrow and be like, we just want you to know that this is you, – you don't pull – and Mancini was like – it was like three pitches, and he was out of there. All I know Mervis is – was going to hit a bomb. That was going to be a grand slam. It's half. It's half. I've won the last two games now. I'm on, I won more tomorrow, and I'm on a winning streak. This is great. I've – I'm out of my slump. Ryan, uh, with this one, picks up his 14th win of the season. So I'm going to change all these I to know, post-game stats now. All I know, this is the much bigger thing. The Cubs are 2-0. You and can't o. say that around Ryan because people in the chat are going to say you're making short jokes. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not I wasn't even trying to make oh. short jokes. All I was getting ready to say is that the Cubs are 2-0 and o when I take Tucker Barnhart for who you got. So you're welcome for manifesting double. I mean, that uh, – it was looking good for a while. Okay, Ryan Two is up to a 14. Run. He almost has the same batting average as Wilson Contreras. Boom, roasted. Who's not confident anymore. <laughs> Lost his confidence. <laughs> Hate to see it. Uh, All right, I'm, I'm setting this. I'm going to give you the final totals going into tomorrow then. Uh, I have 18 wins. Ryan has 14. Corey has 15. Cody has 10. And Brendan has... Seven. Just remember that tenth win was Tucker Barnhart last Friday. Just remember that post game standing. Three, we're three and one in our last four. Let's go. It's a man of integrity. Or two, or three and one in our last. Four. I gave away the game winning hit. Yeah, three and an eleven three win. Okay. Yeah, I what two three. We're three and one. Yeah, three and one in our last four games. Cody did the beer chug in less than fourteen seconds after some time off. So we got that going for us. All right, we're all back uh, here for a post-game show again tomorrow. Hope you'll join us. Thanks to everybody in the live chat uh, for joining us. Make sure you hit the like button on the way out. Not enough likes there yet. Nick Mandrigal Supporter Jr., a.k.a. P. Will Supporter Jr. He Will Supporter has changed over. He's asking me to take Mandrigal tomorrow. I would, but it's part of the rules that I can't in terms of, like, if I don't get the name in right away in Slack whenever the lineup comes That's out. That's right. If he's not fast enough. I have enough, purposely gonna be a lot of people been taking to take all the players who are struggling immensely to try and manifest them playing well, all right? So I'll I'll take Magical tomorrow if 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 it's gonna, if it's I can. Before, before we'll Brennan, or, Brennan or Corey take him because they were doing base. Or if he doesn't get thing. scooped up before then. Or Ryan. Ryan, will, Ryan loves Magical. He'll take him before anyone else. Cubs win big. <laughs> take the opening game against the first place uh, Pirates. Go for game two tomorrow. We'll be here for the post-game show. And thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Make sure you check out Ryan's article at allchgo.com. And until Wednesday night's game, fly the W. <laughs>